0: Hey friends, welcome back to Anchored and Always. So in today's episode, I kind of want to take a little um, break or a pause, interruption on um, the topic of boundaries that I've been talking about in the last few episodes. And I'll actually kind of swing back around um, probably in the next episode with boundaries um, because uh, I just really felt like the Holy Spirit was laying on my heart to share something Um, with you all that really spoke to my heart this past weekend um and i just think it's so cool how um, there are just no coincidences like um my husband and i uh recently he moved back home we had been separated for about seven months and he moved back home being in october and the last month or two we've uh, really been um together just working Towards uh, healing and restoration, but not just in our marriage and in our relationship, but also um, in my family as and his family as um, some of the decisions that he had made um, that led to our separation. Not only hurt him and hurt me, but um, it really uh, hurt our family, my family, um, too. And so, uh, Josh, just in his humility and his repentance. Um, has just been working towards uh, making amends to people in his life that that he's hurt and really from um, an authentic and genuine place. And so this past weekend, we took a special trip back home to Michigan together, just him and I, um, to sit down and have a face-to-face conversation with some family members Um, that was just very necessary. Um, And obviously the hope and the goal was that there would be some healing that would begin um and it was just really really awesome in that you know the eight hour drive home gave him and i some time to really um talk in the car um without the kids with us and people around or distractions we listened to lots of worship music we um, listened to sermons we just caught up we prayed and, um, it was really interesting because he said that some, one of his coworkers had shared with him a sermon, um, by Robert Madow, I think is his name. I'll share the link in the show notes with you all. Um, but he's a pastor out of Dallas and she had shared this with Josh, um, the sermon. And so he's like, Hey, let's just, you know, give it a listen. And I was like, Sure and it was about an hour long and it was just incredible like it just both of him and i were just in tears at different points throughout this message that we were listening to and it really just spoke to our hearts as we were you know getting ready to go home and have this kind of hard conversation with family members um and it was hard you know for both of us and for the family members that that we were coming home to all of us were a little nervous you know um, we all wanted healing but it was just kind of scary to take that step and this message was just very very timely and I've said this before in the podcast that I just do not believe in coincidences that God um, allowed the timing to just happen so that we were listening to this message on the way and um, I'm just going to kind of touch on a a few of the key points from the sermon um, and then in this episode and then there were some more things that he addressed that I want to point out in a follow-up episode next week um, or two weeks from now. And some of it is, you know, just uh, back to the basics of, of the gospel and Christianity. But I think it's just so important that we're grounded in that, that, that we have that foundation. And sometimes we need those reminders. And so he talked about, you know, that that, that reminder that we are all sinners saved by grace um, and he he talked Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Just that reminder that I think, you know, often it's easy for us to point fingers and look at other people's um, shortcomings and sin and behaviors and, and really forget that we are um, also uh, sinners in need of a Savior as well. And we were saved by grace when we accepted you know, Christ's salvation. So, um, and that there are really two types of people um, in the world. It's you're, you're lost or you're found. And um, and that's that verse, that God died for all of us, um, that we were all lost at one point until we uh, made that decision to surrender our lives to him and found new life and new purpose and new meaning um, and love. And it really is a gospel of love. And one thing he talked about was, how it's really easy for us to love um, people who are in agreement with us or um, believe the way the same way we believe, or you know, doing things in their life like we are, um, that we're not in conflict with. Um, but it's a lot harder to show to love to other people, to our enemies. Um, but we can't selectively choose who we love because God loves all people, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we accept all things. That we accept. Um, all belief systems or behaviors or, or choices that people make, but that we are called to love all people. And um, and there's this tension that we as believers have to live in too, in being able to uh, live out the truth of the gospel in our own lives and um, speak the truth in love to those around us. And that, that can be difficult. Um, and the, the problem for all of us that we just have to keep going back to is sin. Um, God hates sin, and he hates it because it damages that which he loves, which is us, all of us, and one of the areas that the enemy just really hones in on is addiction, is the addict, and addiction affects every single one of us in one way or another. Um, if you're listening to this, you know, you may be struggling with an addiction yourself. I think all of us are, um, as I'll get into in just a minute here in some way or another, but, um, you also may be, addic- uh, dealing with a loved one, um, who's an addict and, uh, addiction is a global crisis problem right now. Um, and it destroys families and lives and it really doesn't discriminate, you know, like, um, it doesn't matter how old you are, or what race you are, or what socioeconomic um, background you have, education levels—none um, of that matters. Every single one of us um, can be vulnerable and fall into addiction, um, even believers. I think you know that's sometimes a taboo topic too, because you can love God with all of your heart, you can be serving in ministry, you can be using your gifts. And doing really great ministry work and still be struggling with addiction. And I think that we are all vulnerable. Um, What he talked about in that sermon was that we're vulnerable when we leave our souls unattended. Um, Despite using our gifts, despite everything looking a certain way on the outside, we may be going to church and tithing and doing all these things and serving in ministry and genuinely love the Lord and reading our Bibles, praying. Um, and still, there's there's something underneath that that we're hiding or that we we are doing that is controlling us, um, and so we have this challenge every single day to fight this sin desire that's really trying to um, master us. And um, there's a passage that I talked about a few episodes back when I shared some of my own personal struggles right now with lust um, and that I had been dealing with while Josh and I were separated and it says so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right evil lies close at hand for I delight in the law of God in my inner being but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members what a wretched person I am Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. And I think, you know, that that is just a constant struggle um, for all of us is is just fighting this this um, flesh desire to be um, seen and known and heard and to be wanted and to feel good. Um and one thing he said that just really really stuck out to me was that addiction is often the fruit of idolatry. It's it's a worship problem at the core. Um it's allowing something besides God to control us. You know, God put it in each of us to worship. We all have this desire that he breathed into us um to worship, but what will we worship? You know, when sin entered the world and he gave us free will, he doesn't control us or make us worship him. Although he knows that's in our best interest, Uh, but we have that choice that we can make. So the pastor, Robert, um, asked this question, and I really had to ponder this myself, and I want to ask you, you know, what are you mastered by? What do you consistently and easily bow to in your life? What is it that kind of takes control of your time, your money, Um, what do you turn to for comfort? Those are all really important questions because they can easily be uh, addictions in our lives, something that we are worshiping, um, that we have made an idol in in place of the Lord. And I think, you know, it is really easy for us to judge the drug addict or the alcoholic, but. For many of us, we are turning to these other things in our lives, the same way they would turn to drugs or alcohol for, for that um, hit, that dopamine hit. We are turning to things. I think in this age of, of digital, it was social media and the internet. You know, we we're looking for he he used this term digital hit of dopamine. Um, if you think about how much time, um you and myself this really convicted me spend on my phone just mindlessly scrolling um social media comparing my life my talents my uh, appearance to other people on social media shopping just constantly um scrolling and seeing ads and then um clicking on them and then seeing more ads and just getting caught up in it gambling pornography um love addiction just wanting to be desired or needed or um, looked at by other people and approved by other people those are all things you know that i struggle with and god has a heart and loves addicts because at the at the core of it um this is something the pastor said that really stuck out to me as well is they are worshipers you know our souls want to be taken captive by something um, but God desires it to be him that we seek and worship, um, that we need to really just switch our focus, switch our addiction even or our attention to the Lord, to worshiping the Lord, um, because it's it's in him that he can do something incredible in the life of someone who is addicted to worshiping him. And really, that is why Jesus came to um, to the earth, he says here in Luke Chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, this is Jesus talking and he's actually sharing, um, uh, quoting a passage from Isaiah that um, that that Jesus is saying. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so God is a liberator. He wants to set us us free. And often, just like the Israelites, just like um, we've seen in our own lives, we we tend to run back to those addictions instead of turning to him. But Jesus' whole purpose um, to come to this earth was to set us free and liberate us from that. Um, And so I think it's just so important to remember, you know, that that not to just look at other people's issues and and place blame and focus on them, but to really look inwardly at ourselves and what it is that might be mastering us right now in our life. And um, he then goes on to talk about how addiction starts. And this was very, very um, mind-opening to me. I don't know if that's the right word, but um, he said it starts with deception or a lie, and then that leads to temptation, which leads to sin, which leads to habitual sin, and then addiction. And the deceptions are often small. They're the lies from the enemy, whispering in your ear. It's no big deal. This is just a small thing. It's not. It's not going to hurt anybody. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, you're at least you're not doing what they're doing. Um, it's not that bad. And so I think we can begin to tell ourselves. Um, that what we're doing is like, we've got it, we've got it under control, it's no big deal. Um, and that's the lie, the deception that we get caught up in. And then that will grow, that small sin that we allow at that stage when we're in denial, that's really where recovery um, has really taught me that that's denial. When when I get to that place where um, I'm not denying that this is, is actual sin and that it will grow and start to take root and captive. Um, and then that's when it, it becomes, we become powerless to it. And so just that small sin will grow into our master and we think we can handle it um, until we can't anymore. And then all of a sudden it leads to that next step, that temptation where that opens the door. And the devil is, and I talked about this a few episodes ago, relentless he is constantly pursuing us he does not stop Um, he will worm his way and find your weak spots and um, and so when we get caught up in that lie and we think we have control over something that's the perfect opportunity for the enemy to allow uh, temptation to to creep in that's usually when when we are tempted and we have a choice to make and I think that the enemy. Well, one thing he pointed out was that the enemy preys on our natural longings, um, but but he wants us to fill, fulfill those longings outside of God. Um, God put those longings in us to be wanted, to be needed, to be loved. Um, but the enemy distorts those and and turns them into something that will ultimately lead to destruction and pain and and suffering. Um, And this is, again, where we really need to step out of denial, to bring it to the light. I've said this before, that we're only as sick as our secrets. Um, When we keep stuff hidden and we think we have it under control, that's when it can start to fester and grow and become out of our control. And then that leads to that habitual sin where we find ourselves repeating the same thing over and over again and still telling ourselves that's not that big of a deal i've got it i've got it under control but it really is controlling us at that point right um and i just think that we just need to be careful to really look introspectively and not judge people to recognize that all of us are are vulnerable to this and and often it just stems from um like a hardship a lot of times. Like when I look at somebody who is struggling with, um, an addiction that has become like full blown and they've hit rock bottom and you can see that their life is unmanageable and they are out of control. Um, it's easy to, to be like, wow, you know, they're weak or what what's going on with them. Like I can't believe they're doing this to their family. I can't believe this. Um, and not to have the spirit of judgment because, Often we don't know what got them to that place in their addiction, where that started, what pain. Um, and I think for many people, you know, they may have had that thought around Josh and seeing him kind of make this mistake that he's made, these mistakes that he's made kind of habitually in, in, in his life, but understanding where that's rooted. Um, and I don't think he fully understood that, but um I think it does, trauma doesn't excuse behavior in our lives, but it really can explain it. Um, and so there has to come a point, I think, for all of us where we become sick and tired of being sick and tired and our um, pain outweighs our fear. It's greater than our fear at that point, And we're ready to, to recognize who we are in, in Christ because um, one thing he said too was addiction attaches itself to our identity. Um, claiming that who we are that this is who we are, but that we need to be um, able to speak to the identity of who we are in Christ and say no, this is not who I am I am not um, a drug drug addict or I am not an alcoholic those are behaviors but I am a daughter of the king or I am a man of God um, and being able to recognize that as a believer you have power and authority over the the enemy. Um, And although he is cunning and deceptive and will come at you um, relentlessly in your life, that you have power and authority over him in Jesus' name. And really realizing that every addiction um, in our lives is a spiritual problem at the end of the day. Um, It manifests itself in physical ways, but it is a spiritual problem um, and that we have to come to a place where we make a choice and we switch our addiction um and we choose to run to Jesus and worship at his feet and I will tell you that I saw this happen um in my husband's life um he literally was heading down this path of destruction he was going through all of those steps um that I was just ta- that this pastor talked about um, where he was caught up in a lie He was listening to the enemy and caught in the deception, which led to temptation. And that temptation led to sin, which led to habitual sin and then addiction. And he was believing this lie and he was heading for destruction and really leaving um, a wake of destruction in his path with family and friends and people who cared about him. He wasn't just hurting himself. But at the end of the day, it, there did come a point in his life, and I'll let him share on that more. Um, I'll have him on the podcast and share when he's ready here to, to explain kind of what happened there. But there was a moment where he heard the Lord speak to him um, to turn back to him and to stop this behavior and turn back to him. Um, and he did. He had a choice in that moment to continue down that path. and but he chose to listen to the voice of the Lord and he got back up and it was brutal and painful for him. It was, um, humbling, um, to have to come face to face with all the people, you know, that he, he had hurt and to just recognize, um, how far sin had taken him. Addiction always takes you farther than, than you want to go. And it did. Um, but I am so thankful and I'm so proud of him for um, not giving up for listening to the that still small voice of the Lord calling out to him and being willing to stand up and fight the enemy and he is um and it's just beautiful to watch it is so awesome to see how God has grabbed hold of Josh's heart and how Josh has fully surrendered. He has completely switched his addiction. And now he is soaking up the Lord. He is spending time in worship, pouring into into the Bible, memorizing scripture, um, making amends to everybody that he needs to make amends, setting up The boundaries, which we're going to get into the next episode, um, and accountability that he needs to stay on the right path, Um, and he is doing all this work because because he listened to the voice of the Lord, um, and he began to recognize that this was a spiritual um, battle, and he was fighting with the wrong tools. For a while, he had tried to fight in his own strength, and that just does not last. It will not work long term. Um, But now he is fighting with the right tools with the right weapons rather and he is finding victory and it is a day by day battle um but god will give you, equip you and give you the strength you need and the grace you need each day and i'm seeing that i'm witnessing that in his life um and it's just beautiful to see so i hope that that's an encouragement to someone listening today who um either you're going through that right now yourself you are finding yourself in this cycle um I hope that gives you hope that 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 you too have have the power when you turn to the Lord. You don't have the power in and of yourself, but that power is available to you as a believer um when you surrender fully to God and you switch your worship and you allow him to be the master of your life. Um that is available for you too. There is hope, there is redemption, there is healing and restoration. Um or if you're listening and you're someone like me who um love somebody who you see doing this um, and you feel out of control and there's nothing that you can do to, to, to truly um, stop them and get them on the right path, that you can pray for them, that you can love them, that you can set boundaries and um, step back and allow God to do the work in their life, but that you can truly still love them through it all. Um, and I've never stopped loving Josh, even though I had to pull back and, and place some boundaries. And now, um, it's just a beautiful blessing to be able to see what God is doing in his life, in my life and in our marriage, which we're definitely going to get into a lot of the marriage stuff, uh, in further in future episodes as well. So, um, let me just close this one out in prayer today. Dear heavenly father, God, I just thank you, Lord, that your gospel is a gospel of love that. Jesus came here to this earth, God, to set us free, to liberate those that are in chains, those that are um, in bondage, that are worshiping the wrong thing. Lord, that uh, we know that the fruit of addiction is idolatry. Lord, that we often just choose to fill those voids in our life and in our heart with the wrong things. And the enemy is relentless, God. He will Speak to the broken places in each of our hearts, God. He knows where we're weak and vulnerable and, and fills those with the wrong things, the Lord, allows us to fill those with the wrong things. But I pray that for the person listening today, Lord, that they will recognize that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, that we have authority in Jesus' name, that you have given us all the tools, all the weapons that we need to fight our enemy every single day. And God, that we just have to make the choice every single day intentionally to let you be our master, to let you be what we bow down to, what we allow, what we surrender to, and not the things that lead us to destruction. It is our choice. You give us free will. And so I just pray, Father, that we will choose wisely each day whom we will serve. It's in Jesus' name, Hey friend, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored and Always. You can also email me at Katie at or visit my website anchoredandalways.com for more information. Also, my new book, Into the Storm, is also available now on Amazon. It's in Kindle, Hardcover, and Paperback versions, so grab your copy today. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.